I'm Jessica Ashley. And I'm Megan Francis. And you're listening to the Right at Home Moms, part of the Life Listened Network. Should you blog? Uh, Well, I don't know, but we're going to try to answer that question for you today, Jessica Ashley and myself, Megan Francis, on this episode three of the Right at Home Moms. Um, Jessica and I have both been blogging for, oh God. A decade? (laughs) A decade. A long time. Yes. And and honestly, it's something that has evolved so much over the last few years. And so today we're going to be tackling that topic. Should a newer writer even bother with a blog? Are they on their way out? Is it outdated? Is it still viable? Um, why aren't you already doing it? Why aren't you already doing it? Well, there, you know, there's a lot of things that get in the way. So before we launch into this episode, though, I just want to take a second to say that Jessica and I are so excited because last week we were listed in iTunes um, new and noteworthy section of podcasts. And that's a big deal. There's I don't feel new, although the podcast is new, but I do feel noteworthy, a little more noteworthy. We're very noteworthy. We're very noteworthy. (laughs) But that's a a really big deal because there's no way to game the system. I mean, you you can't like apply for that or reach out to a contact and get it. They listen to each show and they decide which ones get on that list. And so we got on the list. So high five. High five. And thanks for listening. Let's do a lot more and keep being Less new, but more noteworthy. More and more noteworthy the longer we go. (laughs) I think it's a great segue because we have a lot of experience and have been led to this point, starting with one very first post on our own blogs. And we certainly had writing experience before that, each of us in different arenas. But our blog was really the gateway to doing a lot of other things online, writing online, doing video, now doing this, um, doing campaigns with brands and and all kinds of things, consulting that I think we would have never gotten to had we not started the blog. And we certainly have many questions about how our own blogs will continue and opinions about whether people should launch a blog themselves. Yeah. And I think that, you know, one thing I, I hear from a lot of people who come to me to ask for advice is, is it too late? If I haven't already started a blog, um, has that opportunity been missed? Should I focus on other platforms, other, you know, ways of getting my work out there? And so I guess I want to address that question first. Should I blog just with an answer? And this is something that I've been telling people honestly since day one. And I started blogging a very long time ago before I, before I started blogging professionally, I was blogging anonymously. Just, I had like a whole bunch I went through. (laughs) I've been doing this since like 2001. And so I guess what I would say first is we're still I mean, it feels like blogs have been around for a long time, but we are still in the very early stages of digital publishing. Um, wouldn't you agree? I mean, it's, I agree. Yeah. I agree. So, and it's, it's an ever-evolving platform. Yes. What a blog looks like today is much different than it looked like right. five years ago, ten years ago, longer. Yeah. Well, and it would be too, it's way too early for us to make any proclamations about anything. I mean, we don't have no idea. I, in 20 years, I couldn't tell you what the internet is going to look like, what what digital publishing is going to look like, what the blog landscape is going to look like. But a blog is really just it's like paper that lives on a screen. That's how I look at it. It's your space to do what you want with. So, <clears throat> excuse me, should a, you know, is the personal blog that has the same I guess weight and cachet as it did 10 years ago? Maybe not. Maybe, you know. But it's still, there's a lot of value in having your own place that's not owned by Twitter or Facebook or Pinterest or Instagram 
or whatever other Tumblr, whatever other platform you might be using that's just yours, where you can present yourself and your professional identity and your personal self to the world. And that's never going to go away. I do think that in all of the changes in the evolution of websites and blogs and how people are online right now, particularly moms, particularly mom writers are online, is that many of us, um, at least the people in my network, began writing personal blogs that were about the experience of motherhood. And over time, as those people started getting hired for campaigns or to work with brands or freelancing, those blogs started to evolve to be little pitches about the writing that they did and have ads on them and and things just developed and developed. And I think there is this pressure now because of the elevation of the blog and the personal blog for you to be out of the gate with perfection, with a honed brand, with a niche audience, with a really developed sense of what you are writing about. And I think that really takes away from the whole experience of, of blogging. Honestly, there was a purity at that stage where you could just get on and try all different kinds of styles. If I go back through my archives, I see myself writing in different voices and doing lists and then writing long essays and trying out many different things, not only to see what people commented on and the audience responded to, but to see what felt right on me. And so that organic change, I think, really helped me develop who I was professionally as a writer and was really made at my own space. Now I think there's a lot of pressure for it to be all things first post right out of the gate. And I think that's too much. It is. And I also think it's unrealistic because what I think what I've seen end up happening with a lot of people who try to come in, not just with a business idea, because it's fine. I mean, we're in business and I totally support using your online presence to earn money. Um, yay, yay money. (laughs) But I think that when people come in thinking I'm going to be courting brands from, you know, my fifth post and I'm going to be, you know, working with these major companies and I'm going to be making a lot of money. What I think ends up happening is you don't ha- you cannot deliver the audience those big brands are looking for for those large campaigns when you're that early anyway. So it's kind of like who are you doing it for? You know, and that's where I think I think there's either disillusionment or people end up undervaluing themselves over the long haul because they take little campaigns up front because they don't have the audience yet for the bigger ones. And then they can't grow the audience because everything is so shilly. So right. it just gets stuck, you know? Right. I do think, though, it's a great opportunity to use the space as a classroom for yourself yes. to see what kind of writer you are and you want to become. I recently had a great conversation with a young mom who started a blog and expected to immediately be making money. And the first thing that she said to me was, I started this blog and how soon am I going to be making money? And should I do it with other people? And how do we split that? And it was really, I mean, cart Mm. a mile ahead of the horse. Right. Because when I, when I see the site, which is beautiful and fun writing and great things, and there's an outline for how much each social media share costs and each campaign costs without having the substantiation of really great content and a developed voice and all of those things, it, it's just, it's just not going to work. It's It's not going to work right away. And so I hate to be the hard person to say, you're just not there yet. You have to take some time and hone who you are in this space. But I, I do think there's that pressure 
to be, to make it all happen right away. And for some people, you know, the anomalies, it does happen right away. Mm. Or it, it seems to, but sometimes I think even that's a little bit. Right. It's that one thing that goes viral. Suddenly everyone knows about somebody. So it seems like it happened right away. But you but don't know how I much they were doing, how yeah. much they were underwater kicking around exactly. before it happened. That's a really fair point. But I do think that there's, you know, my advice would be starting out no matter where you are in your career to use the space to develop yourself rather than to expect it to be perfection right away, because then you're always just chasing perfection mm-hmm. and not being authentic. I think readers see that. They do. I think brands are getting more savvy to that, it becomes really transparent. And you don't have to be an expert. I think there is a lot of pressure to be a lifestyle expert or some other expert and be an expert in yourself before you feel like you can be an expert for other people. You know, this is, I want to put in another idea here, I guess, in that if you need to start earning money right away or want to start earning money right away, um, I would look at the blog as a place to showcase your writing and pitch and try to get work with clients or publications or magazines or, you know, websites, whatever it is, because I feel like that's a much more, the thing about that is there's a, there's a formula, there's a process you follow, you develop an idea, you, you find out who to pitch it to, you pitch the idea, it either gets accepted or rejected, move on. It's like, um, it's a nice steady kind of rhythm that I feel like is really valuable when you're just getting started. Whereas bringing in brands to pay you is so much more about luck, being in the right place at the right time, knowing the right people, happening to have the right message on your blog that they're looking for right now. And I mean, it, it, demographics, like all of these different things that you can't control. And I think if you're blogging and like waiting to develop those brand relationships just out of the gate, it's it's too uncertain. There's there's just too many X factors. So the longer you're around and the more you sort of naturally, and like you said, organically build that audience and make those connections and those relationships and develop your voice and develop your sense of who you are, brands will start becoming attracted to you. But in the meanwhile, if you want to earn money, pitch. I don't know. That's my advice. <laughs> right. I, I think also just in terms of the logistics of blogging, we've got to address that there are really good free platforms mm. that work maybe not as perfectly or have as much functionality as other paid platforms. But I, I think that it's really worthwhile to start off in a way that is low tech, it's simple, and yes. s- make sure that you want to do it. Because I think people launch in, they des- they hire a designer, they start paying for sites, they invest hours and hours and hours. And, and then it's really just not their gig. And this is a time when it doesn't have to be your gig. You can be the best person on Facebook of all time. You can be an Instagram whiz. You can have all of these different platforms and try out the one that works best for you without investing a lot of money and hours into something that next month just might be so over for you. I totally agree. And I especially agree when it comes to having a site designed. I did not, I used a free um, free WordPress uh, theme for like probably the first two years that I had a site. At one point, I think I used, you know, Photoshop or something. Now I'd use PicMonkey. It wasn't around back then to make a new banner and just slapped it onto this, you know, theme that was already there. And, you know, three years in was when I finally realized what I wanted my site to look and feel like. If I had paid money up front, it would have been wasted because even though I knew I was going to keep blogging and I did, you know, I did wind up keeping blogging, the blog I wound up with wouldn't have been the one I would have paid for right out of the gate. 
And I would right. have been coming in with all that pressure, like you said. Now, you know, I've, I've invested money in this. Now I need to make it pay. I need to make it pay off. Um, and I, I just didn't want to be there with that blog in the beginning. And I think that that's partly why people liked it. And this was, you know, this was a long time ago when there weren't as many. This was a very different landscape. This is 2009 when I launched The Happiest Mom. Um, and there weren't as many super professional sites out there now. So I can't imagine what it feels like for a totally new person to be launching. But it's okay to launch low tech. Agreed. I also think it's really important to think about what a good balance of community and isolation are great for you. Mm. Are you a writer who loves to write by yourself, to yourself? Do you need that outlet? Maybe you write in, in another part of your profession, you write to a large audience and do you just need this quiet escape to get out your thoughts on something personal or something else? Or do you really need to find an audience? I think it's important to think about, do you need community? Do you need to reach out to other bloggers who you love or other people who are just starting, go to a blogging conference or something to find some tribe and talk to each other about how you're going to get going or what you're going to do to help support each other so that you are really always thinking about how much of this is just for you, how much of this is about your community and how you might like to move forward. I think that part is really important and um, and can really serve you in different ways. And then to take the blogs that you really love or the sites that you really love or you're really drawn to, try writing in that style. If it's all pictures, try doing a slideshow. Try out some different things and see where it takes you and what feels good and what feels like really hard work. Because I think this is so much that is unpaid and without glory that it has to be something you love. Totally agree. And another thing that came to my mind when you were just saying, you know, experiment, I think that we've come to a point where, you know, you can see the trends and, and you can follow along. And, and over the last few years, it'd be funny if you and I went back and tried to like map out the blogging trends, Jessica, but we would have sort of a very similar <laughs> map. But I'm talking about things like all of a sudden images being big in posts and then everyone started making their images bigger and then the way people were doing it. So it's like everyone's kind of trying to follow these trends as they happen. And I think what's emerging now is that people are just doing what works for them. So, you know, I made a big overhaul to the happiest home around the holidays. I just decided I didn't want the pressure of having to blog four or five times a week anymore. And I did that. I kept that clip up for years. Um, I just needed a break. And so I redesigned the site so that it I could have one post up every, you know, seven to 10 days and the site would still look really vibrant because I was sliding new content through or older content through and stuff like that. Um, I think another way people can do it if you just don't want to write as often or as much content is write less often, but then really use your social to keep up your community and to keep people uh, kind of just tuned in with what you're doing in the meanwhile. We have so many options available to us now. There's not any one way to blog. And I think the lesson I've learned is once I start chasing the way other people are doing something, like what I see as a trend, once I start chasing a trend, I'm already kind of too late. I'm already behind the eight ball. <laughs> you know, it's right. And you're trying to be like those people rather than being authentic exactly. to what you're, you are about and your writing style and your goals are. Yes. And I think when, when you are yourself, it really comes through loud and clear and someone out there will connect with it. It doesn't have to be a million people that connect with what you're doing. Um, if you have a small but really loyal tribe, that is so valuable too. And I think sometimes we forget it's not really just all about page views and impressions and Google rank and, and how many people we eyeballs we can get on our work. It's about where those relationships take us 
Um, and the and, quality of your influence. And quality. There has been, you know, I've had some very lucrative work come my way um, by connecting with just the right people who, you know, just enjoyed my work or felt it, it talked, spoke to them um, when I didn't have the traffic other blogs had. So, you know, it's just be yourself. Gosh, if there's a takeaway, right? Do what feels right, right for you and don't, don't worry about experimenting. Try that. Try out stuff and be and figure out what it is you want to do. I think this slides really beautifully into another question, which I think we're only really going to be able to get to just a little bit here, which is if you have been blogging, should you continue to blog? Yeah. And I am really interested to see people who came up in, in blogging around the same time that we did, who had a really prolific um, blogs with lots of traffic and their their profession has really developed into being an agency or, or launching another site or writing a book and consulting and all of these different things that are great outcomes of really building the, the digital area as, as women together. Yeah. And just like this whole new this whole new wild west, you know, we're yeah. all out there building together. And so you just suddenly stop blogging. I I realized over the weekend I haven't written on Sassafras in a year. Wow. A year. I never, ever thought I would let it happen. But I've been so invested in Single Mom Nation and in my clients that it just felt like work. And so I think there's a great question of should I continue to blog? And maybe how am I evolving as a blogger? that that you need to ask and it doesn't have to be if you start a blog does it doesn't have to be for all time right no and and you make a really good point that a lot of us started well and i think we need to look back you know at the 2006 2007 2008 when some of this some of those people were coming up together um back then what it meant to have good traffic was completely different from now i mean because there weren't as many readers there weren't as many blog readers so if you were getting you know tens of thousands of impressions a month, that was considered really good. Um, now people come in and, you know, people who are big, huge on Pinterest blow that out of the water and just ha- are getting like a million impressions a month. And right. you have to look at it and go, oh my, it's, there's that feeling of like, oh my God, like how do I keep up? And then you have to really stop and take a breath and say, do I want to k- keep up? Is that the game I'm playing? If it's not, then it's okay. Just let that go. And figure out another way for that to work for you. So you haven't worked, you haven't written on Sassafras, but you're writing on Single Mom Nation. You're still a blogger. Um, you're blogging for other sites. You're just doing it in a different way. It's evolving. That's going to be the case no matter what. I mean, are we going to be seventy years old and still writing mommy blogs? Probably not. <laughs> you know, right? But At I have to tell point. you, the the woman who started that blog a long time ago would have just sobbed at the uh, idea that there would be a year in between. Yeah. Um, that woman was not as sleep deprived as. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. Or busy. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. I mean, things change. Our lives change. Our interests change. So I, I guess if you know someone were to come to me and say, should I continue blogging? I would say if that feels like the right thing for you to do, but don't make any big proclamations. I mean, and that's something that I struggle with is like, even around the holiday when I was deciding um, the happiest home, I was like, I'm tired of this pace. I can't keep up with it anymore. Um, I'm just going to shut it down. And I was making these big proclamations to myself and my family. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm just going to shut it down. I'm just going to start something new. 
And then I took a break from it and realized, okay, well, once I kind of stepped away for a couple of months, I found that I had energy for it again. And I don't think I'll ever go back to the way I was blogging four or five posts a week. It was just, you know, it was sustainable then. It's not sustainable now for the podcast and the things that I'm moving into now. But that doesn't mean you can take a break and go back. You can try something new and then change your mind. You're no one's going to remember, <laughs> right? And also, you. you're you're doing exactly what we're saying you should do if you're beginning blogging, which yeah. is try something. If it doesn't work, try something else. Try it and try it and try it, and you're going to change, and what you need out of it will change, and how you work it will change. Yeah, be yourself so that's and be you're genuine. Cre- you create your own trend. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's be your own newer and noteworthier. Well, isn't that what we're doing right now, Jessica? So I think we need to wrap this episode up, but I did want to take a second to let people know that you can find all of the episodes of the Right at Home Moms at rightathomemoms.com. It's part of the Life Listened Network, which is at lifelistened.com. And there are several other shows that might appeal to you there. So check that out. Leave us a comment. We want to hear from you. We want to keep being at the top of the iTunes page. So please, yeah, please just leave us a rating, leave us a review yes. and go to the site and leave a comment and tell us what you'd like to talk about. Give us your feedback. We want to hear it. We're not the only right at home moms. No, we certainly I mean, we're not. the newest and the most noteworthy right now, but <laughs> not the only ones. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and we are aiming to have this show on weekly too. So check back in a week, subscribe, and then you won't have to check back because your app will automatically let you know that we're waiting on your phone to be noteworthy for you. And if you've just launched a blog, we want to we link it up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to take a look at it. We, we want to help. We do. All right. Well, Jessica, another great episode. And thanks Next for being time. on. And we will we'll talk at you guys later. <laughs> <laughs>